Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. I'll tell you, I've been um, not been coming on here as much, and I did do one, and then I deleted it by accident, actually, friend. <laughs> it was one I kind of liked, and, well, when I went to delete, it deleted, so I imagine the message that was in there was just wasn't supposed to get out. It must have been my God's message to me. Anyway... You know how it is. I just believe everything happens for a purpose. And I don't expect you to believe a word I say, friend. As always, I expect you to not believe a word I say because I just don't make any sense, even though I make sense of everything. But here's the truth. The truth is that, well, that love is the way and my father is the truth. And Jesus was his firstborn son and he laid out the whole truth for you. Exactly the way you needed to hear it, except for, well... There's even more to it than that, but you have to seek that Holy Spirit to get it. That's why I don't talk much about it. Because I'll tell you what, friend, I just posted a thought for the day because I was talking to my uh, my one stepson, and he's much, very much into the Bible and uh, Christian. And well, him and me come from two different ways of looking at this, and he kind of likes to think of it as the law and gets real technical. Kind of reminds me of, you know. Well, anyway, what's important is that, well, that he's, he's seeking it. You know, he's a young man, and he already knows probably more of that Bible than what I do, except for what I know is that the part that I know is the part that my father keeps having me read, because the truth of the matter is Jesus was the light and the way, and therefore I don't need to understand the whole Bible. Jesus didn't tell you that, that if you're smart enough, you'll receive the Holy Spirit. Actually, over and over again, he said that being too smart is actually detrimental. You know, that's the reason those Pharisees couldn't get what Jesus was saying. That's the reason they wanted him dead, because they wanted to be right, because they were reading the book and they were following the scrolls and saying, look, no, this is what this says. And Jesus said, no, that's not the truth. Let me show you a greater truth. And then they crucified him for it, friend. So I'm telling you, that greater truth is there. So what I actually, I'm going to read just a, a couple verses um, out of John because I was having a conversation with him the other night and it made me think of it because he wanted to kind of question on whether the, Jesus had the whole truth. And because I question whether I outright said that there is no truth. Because the truth of the matter is Jesus gave you the truth, but there's a greater truth. And that truth, once you get that, that one becomes irrelevant, even though it's relevant all the while. I don't know how to explain it to you, but you have to understand it and you have to. But one thing will be sure is once you understand the greater truth, you will love your father as yourself because you're in him and he's in you. And whatever you do to him, you do to yourself. And whatever you do to your neighbor, you do to your father. That's what Jesus said over and over again. He told you, hang those laws, all the laws and the prophets on only two commandments. And that was to love thy father with all thy heart, mind, and soul. And the other one, like it, like it, like it. It literally says that in one of the books, friend. I don't remember which one, but one of them says, like it. And that's the coming straight out of Jesus's mouth. So that is the breath of God, friend. And the other one, like it, love thy neighbor as thyself. The problem is we don't love ourselves, so how can we love our neighbors? How can we come to know love until we come to know the love of Christ? Because I'm going to tell you something, that love is so great that it takes our love and just kind of throws it right out the window. Ours has all kinds of 
attachments to it. We'll love you if we love, we can't love you if and that's not true. That's not what Jesus said. But the problem is if we want this world, then we have to live by the world's truths. And the world tells us that we can't do what Jesus did. And well, Jesus said we could. So I'm inclined to agree with Jesus, friend, because, well, if Jesus' words were the breath of God, then I want to hear God breathe. And I've been hearing him breathe, and the Holy Spirit has helped me understand this breath. So it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong, friend. This is my interpretation. If you don't like my interpretation, go find a better one. But if it doesn't end up with you loving your father and your neighbor with all your heart, mind, and soul, then your truth couldn't be greater than mine because that's what Jesus was. But here we go. So I'm going to um, just start at um, verse 12. In John chapter 16, verse 12, you could go further on, but I don't like boring people. I don't like to read too much because then it gets overwhelming and you lose the point. So John 16, verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So what he's saying is there's more to tell you, but you can't bear it now because at that point they wouldn't have understood. Okay, so bear it now means that you can bear it later. Friend, this is later. We can bear it if we want. Okay, so now we go on to chapter or the verse 13, which is right after that. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. For he will take all of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take care of mine and declare it to you. So friend, there it is. Go read that sucker. Really go get down with that. Really understand what that's telling you, friend. What that's telling you is that there's a greater truth that this Holy Spirit's going to guide you too. However, he told you he's going to give you what is Jesus's, and the only way to get what is Jesus's is to understand what Jesus had and to understand what he said. Because he said the kingdom is like, the kingdom is like, the kingdom is like, over and over, friend, parable after parable. And I'm not talking about just knowing it a little bit. I'm talking about you've got to open your mind to a new kind of level if you want this kingdom. Friend, I've traded everything I had for it. I made my father a promise, and because I gave him my life, well, he has my life and my death. It just is what it is, and I don't, I can't go back on it now, and I don't know how to go forward. Friend, I don't know anything. My father doesn't tell me anything except what I need to know at the very moment. I knew that it was time to sit down and talk on here on the internet on this podcast, unless it wasn't, because what happens if I'm wrong? What happens if, if I feel wrongly moved? I have talked about the love of Jesus. That's what I've done. <laughs> Friend, the last couple of weeks had been a struggle for me, and I couldn't figure out why, even though I knew why all the while. I just hadn't really taken time. We get so busy doing everything that we don't take the time to breathe, to just stop, to really think about what it is we're thinking about. And this morning, the Holy Spirit showed me that the reason that I've been really struggling with my thoughts are because even though I've been trying to do things for him, I've been trying to read Jesus. I've been talk. I've been watching this new thing on uh, 
YouTube called The Chosen on VidAngel. It's a really good version of um, Jesus. Whether it's accurate or not, it, for the most part so far, it's biblically accurate. However, they have to fill in a bunch of story parts, which are going to have absolutely no accuracy because no one knows. But it really doesn't matter because it makes for a good story, and it really does do a great job of betraying Jesus as a person that is filled with the Holy Spirit, which is to be the Son. Because I'll tell you, that Jesus was more man than what many people realize. They keep glorifying him like he didn't have that thought of Satan, like he was different than us. Friend, he wasn't different than us. He made a different choice. And he made that choice because the Holy Spirit showed him how to do it. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, friend, because I'm telling you, there's just nothing perfect about me. But this Holy Spirit has showed me the truth of how to do this. And I'm trying to figure out how to do it. And I'm trying to get better at it. And I don't know how. And even though I see some of the ways how, I don't know how to get to that place, friend. Because I see what Jesus did. Jesus did not spend his time being in the world. Jesus did not spend his time going to his eight-hour-a-day job doing things and talking about things he wasn't. When Jesus went into that wilderness and came out to Christ, he only had one message. He only talked about one thing. He didn't talk about the price of apples, friend, unless it had to do with the love of Christ. And I'm not, that, not, I'm not in that place in my life. I have to have a job just like you all. So the Holy Spirit's moving me to just head this path. And so I'm trying to give him every free moment I have. But I'm telling you, how quick can you get wrapped up thinking that you're doing the right thing and you're just kind of filling your mind? Friend, if I get a thought that that I feel ashamed of and I don't really give it to my father, then my thought of Satan will help me co cover it up without even looking at it. So all it takes is one wrong thought and then me not asking for forgiveness and I can start traveling down this wrong path. And he showed me that. So I have to look at my thoughts all the time and put them before the Holy Spirit and spend a lot of time thinking about what it is that I'm thinking about and think about it with the, my thought of the love of Christ. I've got to put everything before him and, and let him define the meaning for me or else I'll define it for myself. And if I do that, I'll be I'll feel shameful. Because, friend, I'm a human being, and I still have emotions, and I still have thoughts. And these thoughts sometimes will sneak into my mind, and then I will feel bad about them and feel like I should feel guilty, except for the fact that instead of doing that, I put them before my father. Friend, I've given up relationships. The only thing that's important to me now is my father. I'm trying to live a committed relationship where me and my father are one. That's it. That's the most important thing in my life. I made a commitment to him when he gave me this truth that I would give him everything in exchange for it. And now that I have it, I really do love the truth of love and the love of truth. And I don't know how to move forward, but he just keeps showing me one step at a time on how to do it. And I keep doing these little things that I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen. But you know what, friend? Jesus told us, we just need to be like birds of the air. Does not our Father feed them? And the lilies of the field, were they not arrayed even greater than um, King Solomon in all his glory? What he's telling you, friend, is that my Father's going to take care of us, but we have to have faith in that. We have to believe that. What happens if we something happens to us? That's what it all boils down to, friend. He's taught me that 
there just isn't any truth except the truth we have. And so what happens if I die tomorrow? Well, then I wouldn't be alive the day after, except for I can't die because I'm in my father and my father's in me. And because I've received the spirit, I've, my name's been written into the book of life. However, if I now go back on what I told my father he could have, will he remove my name for the book of, from the book of life? Friend, he would have every right to do so, and I'm telling you that. But he told you that. He told you at the end of the age he was going to tell people, I don't know you. But many Christians don't even know that he said that because they didn't look at that because, you know, those preachers often tell people what they want to hear to make them feel good, warm, and fuzzy. And Well, life isn't about feeling warm and fuzzy, friend. It's about loving one another. And sometimes we have to feel other people's pain in order to love them properly. That doesn't mean I want to feel pain, but on the other hand, if I don't look at the suffering in the world and help my father reduce the suffering in the world, then I have pain that I feel because I'm feeling like I'm less than. Jesus told you, he said, it's easy to love those who love you. Even the sinners and tax collectors do that. What credit to you is that? So I'm telling you, friend, if you're just loving the people who love you, you've got no credit with my father. Jesus told you that. If you'd have listened to Jesus, you'd know that. So what I'm telling you to do is get down with this message of Jesus. Don't listen to me. Don't believe me. Friend, he told you all kinds of stuff. He told you that you can't believe and a deceiver will come. You won't know one messenger from the other, friend. He set it up that way. He set you up. You don't even see it. He left you with free will even to the end. Even though he gave you the truth and gave you some future, he still gave you multiple futures. And the church is so busy arguing which way that revelation is going to go because it's so many different ways of interpreting it. So the truth is you don't need my interpretation. You need to seek the Holy Spirit by coming to know that Jesus, by reading what Jesus said and starting to understand what he meant. Because Jesus' words are the breath of God. And if they're not, well, then there's just no truth in that Bible at all. So once again, knowing the Bible might make you a great as far as Jewish tradition and law. But if you don't know Jesus, then you don't know the Christ. And you can eat all your bread and your grape juice all you want. But if you don't know what Jesus said, don't tell me you know Jesus. Because you know what bread and grape juice tastes like. And you know how to eat it on Sunday. But that isn't what Jesus said. Jesus said at the end of the age, he's going to say, I don't know you to the ones that said, I know you. Well, I can tell you the ones that think they know them are probably eating bread and drinking grape juice, friend. I am watching people go to church while they go home and hoard up everything and care nothing about their neighbor. And they pretend that they love their neighbor, but they really love nothing. And you can hear it in every word that comes out of their mouth. Every Facebook post, everything, friend. These Christians are saying, oh, I believe in Jesus, yet they are they have no love whatsoever, friend. And I'm not condemning you because you're probably not one of those. You probably love Jesus with all your heart, mind, and soul, and therefore you don't even need to listen to me. You just go back to that message and do what you're doing. Because this is what I'm doing, friend. I'm doing what the Holy Spirit told me to do, and that is to. it's time for people to wake up. If you're going to use the name of Christ, then be thinking about what Christ said, not what Moses said. Jesus told you, 
Do you think Jesus would have crawled out? Do you think Jesus would have got up and let them crucify him if the law of Moses is all you needed? Friend, he spoke for three years and gave you all of this secret information. And then my father made sure that just enough got into this book. Because even in the New Testament, later on, it says that if they'd have wrote down everything Jesus did and said, that there wouldn't be enough books in the world to hold it all. So you can assume that if my father's, what Jesus said got into the book here, then there's a reason. But friend, you got to understand that you were supposed to do what Jesus said, because if you do what Jesus said, you're going to find an even greater truth than what it is you think that you have now. Because the Holy Spirit actually laid down the way to find the kingdom here in your life. And it's through that message of Christ. But if you didn't do it, you don't know what it is. Friend, look, go through there and find out everything. Expect an answer. Start knocking on my father's door, bang on the door of that kingdom, and demand he get out of bed to give you his, your bread, just like your neighbor. Isn't that what Jesus said? That's one of Jesus' parables. He said, you got to go to the father like you would do your neighbor. In the middle of the night, if you wanted bread, you got to bang on that door, friend. You got to bang on it hard. I'll tell you why, because if you're not frustrated yet, my father knows you really don't want it. You're content with the world's truth. But just understand that if just because you're content with the world's truth doesn't mean you're getting my father's kingdom. Because this is what you don't understand. And I'm going to be very clear here, friend. Satan fell from pride, from the same kingdom you're trying to get into. That's what you tell me. That's what this Bible says. So how are you of great pride going to get into my father's kingdom and stay there for a bit of minute? How are you not going to do exactly what you did this time? If you think you needed to kill your neighbor here to save your life, won't you kill your neighbor there to save your life? If you demand more and let him starve here, won't you do it there? You all pretend that this kingdom has something that you don't understand. My father's already in this kingdom. You pretend he's there waiting on you. He's there, but he's here also. If my father left, all of creation would go with him. You just don't understand. But Jesus told you that. But if you didn't dig into those parables, if you didn't understand the truth of what he was saying, how can you know that? You can't. Because you still don't know the firstborn son because you're telling, listening to them preachers that are talking with half a tongue. They're serpents, friend. A serpent speaks with a forked tongue. A forked tongue speaks half a truth. Half of the truth that you needed was Jesus' death. The whole truth is you need Jesus' life and his death because the two become one and they will unite and create a greater kingdom in you. Because if you start seeing how true everything he said was, then you will start believing that John that I was talking about, where I was just talking about how the Holy Spirit's going to come to you, friend. You can't know that I talk to the Holy Spirit. To you, I'm a liar because it's not written in the book. When anything I know that I say about the kingdom beyond what Jesus said in the book, you can't trust. But you know what? You can trust that Holy Spirit. So you seek out that Holy Spirit and let it give you its truth. And if it gives you a truth that sounds something like mine, well, then go with it. But my father created you for a relationship. I don't want a relationship with you. I want you to have a relationship with my father. And the way to have a relationship with him is to get to know that firstborn son. 
But Jesus himself told you that he didn't come to glorify himself, but to glorify his father. And therefore, he didn't want you to worship him. He wanted you to worship the father because the father is so great. He doesn't fit in the body of Jesus. You, you got to understand that the father was in the son and the son was in the father. But the father's even greater. And Jesus told you that over and over. He said, why do you call me good teacher? There's only one that is good, and that is God. Of myself, I am nothing. It is the Father who doeth the works. Not even the words I speak are on my behalf, but the Father who sent me. Friend, he said these things over and over, trying to tell you to serve the Father. Yet until you understand that the Father's even greater than the Son, it is good to love the Son and to follow this message so that you can find a relationship. Do you think I love Jesus less because I've come to love the Father more? I tell you I love Jesus more because I love the Father more. Because I love the two of them, I love the Holy Spirit, which is the thought that connects me between me and my Father. And it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. The whole world's going to tell me I'm wrong, friend. I've already got it happening. Christians are already condemning me on my Facebook page when I post stuff. It doesn't matter. You don't understand. Jesus told you that he didn't come to unite your house. He came to divide it. Friend, if you're in a Christian household that doesn't abide in what Jesus said and is just being selfish and more worried about what it is they're getting and what it is they're giving, then friend, then if you hear me, I just might divide your house just like the firstborn did, just like every disciple from then to now. You don't understand. The problem isn't that it was never, this world was never meant for you to have more for yourself. It was about relationship with the Father. However, coming to know who you are was to make you realize that the greatest truth is there is no great truth without my Father. There is no real love. But friend, that's what my Father created this world for. You now, he has let us run it amok. And you can see that we keep screwing it up. The Christians can't get it right because they don't believe that Jesus meant what he said. And that's the truth, because otherwise we'd all be willing to die in order to live, because Jesus said we had to. So if I'm the only one that's willing to go to my cross, then let me die alone, friend. But I'm going to tell you, I'll be receiving that kingdom alone. Except I won't, because they're all over the place. <laughs> you don't understand. My father never wanted your death. He wanted your life. And there's children all over the world, feeding other children, clothing the naked, visiting them in prison. Friend, those are my father's children. The kingdom they're given to their brother is the one they're going to receive for themselves. Friend, I'm telling you, my father's kingdom's coming. And if you want it, then join me in what Jesus said and start reading what Jesus said. I don't care if you never listen to another podcast or see another YouTube video that I create. But if you're not going to listen to me, listen to him, because the truth of the matter is he's the message you need. You'll never believe what I say is true, nor should you, because he is the firstborn. He inherited my father's kingdom. Yet know this. If you inherited your father's kingdom and you loved your neighbor as yourself and, and realized that every child here on this planet is my father's child and you were his oldest son and you knew your father loved you with everything and loved all his other children with everything, would you not share it equally? Yes, friend.
So by Jewish law, Jesus did get inherit the kingdom. But I'm here to tell you, he didn't want it for himself, friend. He didn't want to rule you. He wanted to love you, and he wants you as his equal. He didn't come here to become the thought that you put ahead of God, but the one that would lead you to God. And then you would have a relationship with the Father and appreciate the Son even more. And then you too would be another born from the dead. Because in the first page of Revelations, uh, friend, it says that Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. Not the only born son, the firstborn from the dead. He is the only begotten son. The only begotten, meaning the only one born of the Spirit, which means it is the way to know that he is the blueprint, friend. He is a blueprint to build a house. And if you do what he said and did, and I'm not talking, I'm talking to study everything, Fred. It said to get up first thing in the morning and he sought the kingdom first. Friend, do you get up every morning and seek the kingdom first? Do you make God your priority first thing every morning? Are you willing to give him time in the morning? Because, friend, if you're not, you're just not going to get to know this son, and you're not going to get to know the father. And at the end, you're going to go to the, you're going to be, you're going to be there at that, at the end of the age, and he's going to say, I don't know you. Yet, how many people are so afraid of him because they still think that he has the, the characteristics of a serial killer? Friend, would you please start thinking? And if you come to that conclusion and find a way to love him beyond measure, then that's wonderful. But if not, it's time to let the fear of God go. My father does not plan on holding souls over in a fire in hell for eternity because you're calling him a freaking Jeffrey Dahmer. Come on now, you're killing me. Think about what it is you're thinking about. Jesus said these things, and they were said for a reason, but it is the end of the age, friend, and it is time to start thinking about what it is you're thinking about. If my father wanted to torture you forever, then why on earth would you love him? If Jesus said the parable where he said, I'm going to speak in parables so they do not understand, lest they turn and be forgiven. And friend, that is said that just that way in one of the Bible verses, and I don't remember which one. But trust me, go looking and you'll find it in one of those four books of the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, where Jesus did all the speaking. He literally said that he was going to speak in, in parables so that you wouldn't turn and be forgiven. Why didn't he want you forgiven? If he's going to send his children to hell for all eternity, why didn't he want you forgiven? Friend, you got to start making some sense of stuff. There's no wonder that nobody has any faith because you got no rock to stand on. If you'd have done what Jesus asked and sought that Holy Spirit, if you'd have done what Jesus asked, you'd have started to get a higher truth. The problem is there's a million wolves sitting in pews in churches everywhere, and the only reason they're not killing you is because they don't want to go to hell for eternity. They don't follow down that evil path because of that. So there is a truth there, friend, but this is the end of the age, and nobody's going to buy a word I say anyway, and since Jesus didn't say it, I don't expect you to believe it. However, I do expect you to get so shook up by the fact that I brought that up 
that maybe you'll go look at what Jesus said, and because you look at what Jesus said, you'll find a greater truth. And if you don't, well, then that's okay too. But you've got to first understand that you got to know love before you let go of fear, because if you don't, if you don't do, if you don't seek God for the love of it, then you do it for the fear of it. And I'm not telling that you get in a free kingdom and your death, friend. I'm telling you the suffering that you have let your neighbor have, you're going to get. Jesus told you that in the parable of the rich man who thought he was all righteous and was all godly, left that poor man, Lazarus, starving outside of his gate. And when he went to go into the, he found himself across a great divide, it said, in great suffering. So since Jesus said it, that means you're not getting a free kingdom. That means you're not going to end up just being all, oh, I'm Christian and I'm going to be, since I believe in Jesus died on the cross, I'm going to go get to go live in this wonderful kingdom while I left Lazarus starve outside of my gate. No, friend, that isn't what Jesus said. Go get down with this message of Jesus and find a greater truth. But I'm telling you, the kingdom that he was offering you, he wasn't offering you there. He's offering it to you here. If you join the fun of helping another, you're going to find this love now. You're going to find my love's, my father's love is so great that it's worth living for and worth dying for. And though you won't know how to die for it any more than I do, you'll be trying to figure out how it is you'll have the courage to give, it, give him everything until your death. Unless you don't. That's the thing, friend. Every truth I tell you is just another lie. The only truth I can really tell you is that God is. Because God is, he is for us, and therefore we should be for him. That there is absolute truth. Anything beyond that gets a little hazy. But I can tell you that whatever you do to another, or what you don't do to help another, is going to happen to you, friend. Jesus told you that. The Holy Spirit could have given you a better way. Well, friend, I'm down to just literally a couple seconds. So I love you, and may God bless you and yours.